If you're one of the many football lovers yearning for a return to the game style of the 1970s and 80s, Paul van der Haar will be one of your all-time favourites. The Essendon star played his football like it was played in boys' dreams. One-on-one -on -one contests, spectacular marks, huge torps and bags of goals. Welcome, Paul. Different game, Thanks. isn't it? Thanks for the introduction, Mike. That's a good start. <laughs> well, that's you, yeah. Yeah. Different, yeah. different game. Yeah, well, you just watch it on telly now and occasionally go to a game. Um, it's, it's a different style. It's more holding possession. If um, my last game in the 1990 grand final, uh, which I turned up for, I, I played, <laughs> but I basically turned up for, that was the one thing that I realised with that game, that they just kept possession with it all the time. And now it seems to be the standard type of a game where I'd be going... Just kick it long and we'll go for a big mark, mm. but uh, it's a bit different now. Talking about the kick it long and go for a big mark, one of the epic encounters of, in football history, actually, was uh, Knights van der Haar at Windy Hill about 35 years ago. That Do you remember ago. it? Yeah, it was, uh, I was a Hawthorne supporter then and Knights, he was a bit of me legend there, so I was pretty excited about getting up and having a game against him. 16 yeah. marks between you. In fact, I reckon you reckon there was more than that, don't you? Oh, we all exaggerate. <laughs> um, no, I don't remember the stats on it, but uh, I have seen replays of it. And, um, yeah, it was probably one of our great games there. It was, and I think the younger people find it difficult to understand that you two were allowed to play one-on-one -on -one against each other. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a defensive sort of style of game back no. then. It was more uh, kick it long and hope for a mark and um, move it on. There were no rules for you from Sheedy, were there? Your view was if the ball was in the air and you could get to it, you were going for it, right? Yep. That was one thing I'd probably, probably mucked up my career by uh, going for too many marks uh, and not taking any notice of what was in between. But, uh, you know, I suffered a lot of injuries from that mm. too. Mm. Uh, well, actually, you weren't the only one to suffer the injuries. Sheeds reminded me of a marking contest at, uh, in one game where you came from nowhere, crashed into a pack that elbowed Merritt in the back of the head. You kicked Terry Danaher on the way down and you landed on Tim Watson. You took out the three planks of the great Essendon teams of the 80s. Uh, well, they, they were getting in my way. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different... You played... Your brand of football was almost unique, wasn't it? I think you were the kid who were reluctant, you were reluctant to go to Essendon. You finally got there and you almost did it on your terms. Yeah, I had a pretty easy run. I wasn't really big on pre-season training and um, I uh, got asked to go down, um, must have been 75. Now, I went down for a training run in, for three years prior to starting and I just thought, no, this is all going to be too hard. Um, wasn't really keen on being known or uh, being involved with all that. Um, but it was when Bill Stephen came out one, night, one Thursday night and said, look, uh, we'd like you to come out and give it a go. They told me you can play footy. Why don't you just come out and give it a go? You'd hate to be you know, around 20, 35 years later saying that you could have played league footy, mm. so just prove it to yourself. Come out and see if you can do it. And I thought that was the right wording that I needed to hear. And, um, yes, yeah, so I went down and uh, trained on... Uh, Sorry, uh, trained on a Thursday night, so I must have been Tuesday night coming out. So trained on a Thursday night and uh, had a game in the reserves, and that was in round four. And um, went to training on the Tuesday night, because I told them I can't train Mondays because I play basketball. Which was a fib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, went down and trained again. And uh, anyhow, going home on Thursday night, thought oh, well, I'll call into the local Ringwood Coach and Horses Hotel and never can a meal. And uh, anyhow, a guy came in about 20 minutes later and said, it's just come over the radio that you're in the seniors. So, <laughs> how easy is this? <laughs> Was there any refreshment with the can of meal? I always would have a few beers um, with a meal, yeah. Mm. How many's a few, Paul? Two or three over a meal. Mm. Loose two or three. That's over dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know a few stories get around that uh, sort of go out. Look, occasionally I might have gone a little bit too far, but um, you only got the stories on when you played a bad game that they'd hear you'd been on the drink, but that was normally where I only had two or three. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it was for a... You know, a long time that uh, you know, try to do the same sort of things and uh, a guy that was working with my dad at the time and he said to me, because uh, I didn't really get too good at games in the first three games, and uh, he said to me, why don't you just do your, your normal thing, we'll go down to the pub and have a can and we'll have a few beers. So I did that and that worked and that's probably where I continued on a bit. So are you talking about beers on a Friday night, not before a game? <sighs> you are, aren't you? I'm trying to subdue it a bit. No, true yeah. story, mate. Yeah, on Friday night I found that I'd have a, uh, a few beers and a meal. Um, sometimes after dinner you might go out and you might have a few more. <laughs> and I know there was a few of the times that it might have got a little bit over the top, but my attitude always was I've done the wrong thing, so I'm going to make sure I'm going to do the right thing on the field. Um, yeah, and then there's the times where I tried to change my, my lifestyle. Uh, one night, Sheeds rang up. I was having dinner at Mum and Dad's place, and uh, Mum said, "Telephone call for you." So that's unusual. And uh, said, Sheeds said, "I was just trying to see what you do on a Friday night." So I'm here at my Mum and Dad's having dinner, <laughs> having a quiet one. And uh, anyhow, so the next game, that next day on the Saturday, uh, I played a pathetic game. So I thought I'm not going to Mum and Dad's for dinner again. <laughs> I'm going back to the counter meals. Back to the old routine. Uh, was was Sheedy wasn't he was he was anti-smoking, strongly anti-smoking, and he wasn't the, the alcohol, he was low on that then. Did he lean on you about your lifestyle? I think as long as you performed and done the right thing, he knew that people were doing the wrong things and, um, you know, it wasn't just me, but, um, you know, a lot of guys had different ways of preparing for a game and I tried a few different alternatives and some didn't work, but I found that to sit down, just have a few beers with your mates or go out, be occupied, but to sit at home watching telly or sitting around doing nothing um, didn't really mm. help my my ability, I think. Did you, uh, for argument's sake, did you smoke on the way to the footy when you were playing? Well, I'd lost my licence in 82 when uh, Daisy Williams um, would pick me up and we'd have our couple of smokes on yeah. the way to the footy. Yeah. It's sort of, the younger people would find this inconceivable, wouldn't they, that blokes would be smoking. And did you smoke at half-time? No. No? No, I didn't do that. But... Um, I, I know it's a bad thing, but you know, the other thing is half the...